Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Today, we're going to focus on social media. What's the impacts that it has on our daily lives? What do we kind of need to inform ourselves and understand? And how can we help use this amazing tool that's at our fingertips that's extremely accessible, but how do we use it for that beneficial use to help us so it serves us as opposed to hinders us? Thinking about our phones and social media, think about how we become so obsessed with these in our lives, okay? So dependent, really, sometimes. Looking at how we scroll through our phones, maybe like it's on Facebook or Instagram, and how we start comparing our lives to other people's, not knowing anything about the individual's lives, but just comparing the photos or maybe what was said in that specific moment to how our life is and how it's unfolding, really comparing. It allows us to really become more judgmental, not only with ourselves, but with other people, really judging their life without really knowing what's going on for them. So not only the negativity, but also look at the amount of time we give these devices. Whether it be our phone, whether it be social media, it doesn't matter. Just think about for a second how much time we actually spend using those devices, which could be used for quality time. Even if you just look at in the run of a day, seriously, just watch yourself in the run of a day, how many times do you pick up your phone? And how many times is it to look and scroll at social media just to kind of fill some spaces? So what we really want to do is we really want to start looking at, am I engaging too much with my phone? Or I think the more important question is, am I engaging with my phone consciously or am I just using it to kind of pass time away or kind of keep myself busy or occupied for a moment? You can also consider too the loss of opportunity that it is to connect. It's so funny because we think about social media and we think about how it can be used for such a source of positivity. So such a great tool to be able to connect with people we don't overly talk to too much. So I think that's one of the huge pluses. But it's when we allow it to hinder us from actually having real connections. So instead of maybe talking to the person next to you in line up at the store, you're looking at your phone. Maybe instead of talking to somebody in the elevator, you look at your phone instead. So it's really creating almost this crutch that allows us to miss opportunities of connection with other people. Over the past year, I did a course uh, through, it was through Coursia, and I think it was offered by Harvard, and it was associated with wellness. And they talked about how they did a study, how people on the train thought that they would be happier scrolling on their feed, you know, as opposed to 
laying down their phone and actually engaging with a stranger. So think about that for a second. I don't know about you, but most reactions or some reactions is like, oh, I don't want to talk to them. I don't know them. It's too much work. But it was actually proven that the people who engaged with other people engaged in conversation instead of scrolling through their phone, they were actually happier people. So it allowed them to experience a more positive moment than if they were to just use their phone, scroll on their phone and try to pass time away. So it's about really looking at how is social media impacting you? You know, are you allowing yourself to be really addicted to it in a way, almost obsessed with needing to pick it up and check things? Or are you using it to kind of serve your purpose and help you maybe connect with some people that you haven't talked to in a while? So there's no right or wrong. It's just, I feel, becoming more aware of consciously choosing time to use social media and consciously choosing not to use it as well. So really kind of becoming and practicing that awareness with the tool. Now, the other thing that we kind of have to become aware of, which I honestly, I did not have a clue before last year, um, but I thought our feeds were all identical. Okay, I thought what I seen on my phone when I opened up Facebook or Instagram was what you guys seen, but it's not. And so I don't think we all have that awareness yet that what's on my social media feed is not what's on yours. Okay, the ads that pop up for me are not going to be ads that are continuously popping up for you. So knowing and understanding that it's all customized to how you spend your time on your phone. And we need to be aware of that. So basically, it's actually an algorithm that depending on how much time or what we do while on our phones, that's actually going to start to populate what pops up on our feed, what people we see, uh, what advertisements we see. Okay, so think about it in a way of it's legitimately trying to grab our attention. <laughs> okay, so our phone's job, social media's job, is to keep us engaged, to keep us scrolling. So it's trying to sell us stuff. And sometimes the thing is, though, it's not just stuff. Sometimes it's ideas. So we have to look at that kind of gamification piece that really motivates us to want to be a part of it and to stay engaged. Once again, it's designed to grab our attention, and I think we need to become more aware of that. And once we become aware of that, I find it almost gets really freaky. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I'm after saying something that maybe I wanted to buy or eat, and it popped up the following day on my feed. So a little bit freaky, but seriously, try it out. Research something, look at something, click a link. And notice how that actually impacts what pops up on your feed the following day. So if we think about like an example, so if we, you know, maybe if we read something that's a conspiracy article or theory or how someone or something is out to get us, you know, like maybe it's the government. Uh, so think about if we continuously read that type of article then that's what's going to start to show up more and more on our feed. 
and really create kind of that one-sided lens that becomes very dangerous to create for ourselves. So if we're continuously only seeing one side of things, we're not going to be able to make the best decision or we're really going to find that we're impacted by one opinion or one perception of things really. So we have to start looking at our likes and our comments on things and engaging in articles or people's feed or what they've said or what they posted. It's like an investment. <laughs> it's legitimately like an investment of what you want to see more of. And so by becoming more conscious with what are we investing in, I think that's how we allow social media to be able to be used or serve us in a way that's positive or fuels us or, you know, helps motivate us or inspire us as opposed to this negative vortex that can exist. I'm a firm believer that knowledge is power. So, but what we have to remember is we get this knowledge because now it's at our fingertips, but we have no idea how this was researched or, you know, if it's true or, you know, what kind of merit it actually has. So it's about being able to really develop that critical learner lens as we have social media, you know, as we're exposed to it 24 seven, we also have to learn that it's up to us to really take that information and ask questions about it. It's not just about reading it and believing it and assuming that everything is fact that we read. It's really to start questioning and start educating ourselves on both sides of a topic. And the more that we can do that, the more likely we are to see maybe the full picture or something that we might have assumed was incorrect before. So really taking that time and almost that responsibility because it helps us make more aware decisions and really educate ourselves on what's happening in the world. Instead of just reading the things that supports our ideas or what we believe or how we believe a certain person is or maybe, you know, a certain theory or a certain idea and really taking that step back and maybe even look at who wrote the article that you're reading, you know, when stuff is like, you know, that, that there's so many examples I can think of, but like, think of even when things say it's environmentally friendly, you know, are we reading the research on that? Or are we just assuming, hey, it said environmentally friendly, so that's obviously right. <laughs> you know, even if you want to look at oil, like Canadian oil, you know, it's one of the most ethically sourced that we have. So are we just thinking oil is bad or are we really educating ourselves on what is ethically sourced oil, you know, until we're ready to, let's be honest, guys, stop driving cars and buying clothes and other stuff. We really need to start educating ourselves on the whole picture, not just one perception. Becoming that critical learner, that critical thinker doesn't you know, it takes us away from just listening and believing and starts 
really fueling us and encouraging us to ask questions, to make sure it's valid and to really understand it. You know, my dad was always a huge advocate of that. And so any textbook I can remember bringing home in high school or even in younger years, and my dad always saying, well, don't forget that somebody's version of history, that somebody's perspective. And so remembering that as humans, we will talk about and write about what we believe and what we think is true. And so it's about stepping back and have we looked at the other side? Have we researched? Have we educated ourselves to know that what we're reading is in fact true? And sometimes, I don't know about you, but that can be super frustrating <laughs> because it's not always clear cut. And I guess my reason for really talking about it today is we have to start asking ourselves questions. And instead of just assuming because there was an article or a post or something about it that it's true, are we looking into that? Are we, instead of just assuming that it's right or it's factual, are we trying to educate ourselves so we're not just taking in information so blindly? So really, once again, like I said, taking that responsibility on to understand it more as opposed to just maybe reading the headline or one person's perspective and really trying to educate ourselves on, like I said, that whole perspective versus just one side of things. And it's through that education that we're able to move forward in a more collaborative way. So truly understanding things, I think, is the biggest step. Even having the practice of, you know, like sometimes just stepping away from what we read as opposed to letting it really fuel us. So just think about, you know, instead of maybe who's right and who's wrong or, you know, making them understand or see it your way with that, that hate or negativity, you know, hate doesn't dissolve hate. <laughs> If we're angry or we yell at people so they'll listen, what happens is it's not the person who shouts the loudest wins, is we all stop listening. And unfortunately, if you look at world events, it's evidence of what happens when we stop listening to each other. So can we step back and can we start listening without that judgment. So listening to understand people's perspectives or ideas or thoughts. And then our own part is really kind of getting more factual and reading maybe a little bit more and questioning what we read a little bit more to really help us as society move forward in that more aware actions and behaviors, you know, so really practicing that ourselves and taking that on as a piece of our responsibility, especially because like I said, we're exposed to social media 24 seven, you know, you can look up an article so quick at the tip of your fingertips, it's right there. So are you allowing that critical thinking time versus just believing every single thing you read?
I know we're doing the episode on social media, but I do think it's a really important piece. With all this information being so accessible, I think we need to start having those conversations, that it's up to us to have that responsibility or, you know, be critical learners, be critical thinkers, as opposed to just assuming everything we see is fact. Okay, so they go hand in hand. And until I think we're ready to be that critical thinker or critical learner, I think social media can actually be kind of toxic and kind of negative in a way. So something to consider for sure, you know, really questioning what you read as opposed to just assuming maybe everything's right. The next piece about social media is you know, really using that tool that can be a source of good and positivity. And how do we make it more what we need it? How do we make it, like I said at the beginning, to serve us instead of hindering us, you know, or taking us off course? So first of all, who are you following? (laughs) You know, really looking at being critical of who I'm following, as opposed to just following a whole bunch of people or, oh, I've been in school with them in kindergarten. You know, it's not about that. It's about what's bringing you joy, what's serving your purpose, what's helping you be the best you. You know, and are those people maybe you're following supporting that? Or when you read it, are you getting really toxic or really aggravated or, you know, just not feeling great about it? So considering that, like even with Instagram, I know when I did this for myself, I think it was like a year ago, I started really looking at, okay, I I want this to be more of a positive experience. So what am I doing to support that? Who am I following? Am I following people who are motivational speakers and inspirers to help me start to fuel myself? Like once again, with that positivity so I can show up better in my life? Or am I really focusing on maybe more of the negative sites or maybe more of the negative people. So really kind of taking that ownership to who are you following and is that serving you or not? Next is the piece about usage. So basically, are you limiting maybe the time you spend on it? Or maybe it's fine. Maybe you don't have an issue. Maybe you you're really conscious and you only pick it up in times that you want to use it. But it's a great question to ask yourself. Do you need to cut back? Do you need to limit your time that you're actually using on your phones? One of the things that I know I did for myself was because when I found out about the gamification piece about how it was trying to grab my attention, it really freaked me out. (laughs) And I felt a little bit manipulated So what I did is I actually turned off all of my notifications. So if somebody messaged me on Facebook or if I get a like on Instagram, I don't know. You know, I'm not having that as kind of that gamification piece. I took that notification off. When I go into the app, I see it, but I'm not kind of tempted to go in by that like little baiting piece trying to get me to look in the app or or start it up. So really being more conscious about when I log on, I want it to be when I'm choosing, not because I'm distracted or my attention was grabbed, okay? 
The other thing that I always love to talk about and recommend is it's not about posting for likes, okay? It's not about posting, you know, I don't do this show to get ratings, but it's about encouraging the things that we want to see more of. The tools that work for you or the things that inspire you or motivate you or help you see a bigger picture or a different perspective. Sharing those things, encouraging those things so that we can really help each other educate ourselves, you know, and educate our society to make better decisions. The other thing is looking at laying down your phone, you know, really detaching from it. I used to always have it in my jeans pocket or my purse, and now I actually leave it on a table and I walk away. So just more of that disconnection time. Plus, not only am I less likely to pick it up and randomly scroll, you notice that you're appreciating things more or engaging in things that are in front of you a lot more. You know, and because you're not distracted, you might be having those more meaningful conversations or talking to people that you might not have engaged with because you might have been distracted. So I'm not here to say what's right or wrong in terms of like how long you've spent on your phone. I think everybody has to decide what that looks like for them. I think the really important thing is understanding that it's just about trying to make it a more conscious choosing versus more of a reactionary response to maybe being bored or trying to keep yourself occupied. Two pieces really of the focus of today's podcast. One was focusing on if we want a more positive social media, follow more people that inspire you and maybe start limiting your exposure to the people that you find toxic or the sites that you find toxic or you know, figures that you find very toxic. So just being more aware instead of kind of getting lost in that vortex, just choosing and being more conscious of it. Are you being present or are you choosing to tune out and maybe numb or just kind of distract yourself? So just getting more conscious on that decision. You know, the notification piece was another thing realize that it's designed specifically to grab our attention. And that's fine. Just be aware of it. So just be aware that if we're not feeling great about it, or if we're feeling pulled in, you can turn those off. That's always a choice. So if that serves you, then do it. If it doesn't, don't. But once again, the whole point of the episode today is just about being more conscious about the impact that social media is actually having on you. And second, you know, my hope is by talking about it and encouraging the conversation that we really do need to become critical learners. So it's our responsibility, especially with the exposure to social media. And as I said, everything at our fingertips is are we questioning what we see instead of blindly accepting something just because it's posted or just because it's an article? You know, really just asking ourselves the questions instead of assuming. So 
It's going to allow us to be able to make those better, stronger decisions and more informed decisions to hopefully provide and influence a more ethical tomorrow. So fighting for each other, guys, it's not going to get us that, I promise you. It's all up to us to make that change. So Simon Sinek, such great work he does, but he addresses a piece about our leadership. And he says, or he talks about how we have the leaders that represent us in the time that we're in right now. So, you know, if they're opinionated, if they're judgmental, if they're maybe not honest or fighting, we got to start looking at ourselves. You know, are we listening? Are we showing up with honesty? Are we trying to look at both sides of things? Are we trying to educate ourselves and become more aware? You know, trying to really focus on looking forward for that, you know, more united, stronger, more collaborative, educated tomorrow. So the thing is, if we want change in society, it comes back to us. It comes back to us as an individual. What are your actions? What are your behaviors? And what are they aligned with? Are they aligned with what you want to see more of? Or are they aligned with what you don't want to see more of? And really taking that ownership and acknowledging our actions, our words are huge. They impact people. And so in a day and age where social media is so accessible to everybody and we can make a post or we can make a statement so quickly... Stepping back before we do that and asking ourselves the question, do we fully understand? Is there maybe something that we might be missing? And really kind of looking and thinking and practicing stepping back before reacting so quick to each other. So allow, you know, things to be there to serve a purpose to get us to think and get us to question and know that it's up to us. The responsibility lies on us to make sure we're educating ourselves, to make sure we're reading the material with that critical lens and asking ourselves the questions before maybe feeding in to that mindset or theory or idea. We have so much power as individuals, you know, and even more so, even more power when it comes to together as a collective. So we need to start asking ourselves the question, what are our actions aligned with? What are they supporting? You know, what futures do we actually want to see? And then for ourselves, you know, what futures do we want to see for ourselves in our own lives, and for society, for what tomorrow looks like for everybody or future generations. So as Gandhi perfectly says it, be the change you want to see. You know, if you want more positivity, if you want more listening and non-judgmental, be that. Show that way for other people. And hopefully when they're ready, you know, they'll be able to start doing that too. But don't feed into the negativity. I promise you it will not serve anything. It just 
really separates us and divides us and allows us to stop listening to each other. So something that can be used for such a positive connection, social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever else you use, are we using it for that? Or are we getting really distracted and consumed by it? Remembering guys, if you want quality in your life, you have to invest quality in yourself. So at the end of the day, yes, we can support each other and encourage each other. And it's always up to us to power ourselves. 